Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, and I'm here with Aaron Keller as usual, but what's a little bit different today is he's going to be the guest, because what many of you may not know is he is our outdoor education coordinator. So Aaron, welcome as a guest. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So we are going to talk about shooting ranges, because that's something that's extremely important that we do and many people might not realize what exactly we do because we fund a number of them across the state could you could you explain how that works yeah so the nevada department of wildlife um basically claims part of an excise tax which is on hunting um, equipment uh, guns ammunition things like that and so it's through the Pittman robertson grant that we are able to give those monies back to shooters right so people that so we we fund it through our hunter education grant and then part of that we we part out for shooting ranges specifically okay and in a way that's kind of it's a way of giving back to the community is how you put it to me earlier right so i i was trying to explain it to ashley earlier and that was kind of the best way that i could start with was that so if you're just a shooter right you're not a hunter or an angler we get sometimes we get criticized and it says well if i don't hunt and fish what do you do for me the way that we do that for shooters is we improve or make um enhancements to shooting ranges around the state that they can just go shoot right mm-hmm. recreational shooting and it plays into hunter safety as yeah, well yeah so the top priority is is hunter education and then the second priority is the advancement of shooting sports. So that could be anything from club side teams to um, just learn to shoot classes that we put on or things like that, if that makes sense. It does. And with shooting sports, sometimes people don't understand that the reason or one part of shooting sports that's so, I don't know, I like it. I think it's very beneficial to the community is it gets kids and really anyone out there involved in something gets them outside and it's just another sport for them to take part in say they're not maybe the most like athletic person or maybe they haven't liked any other sports it's another thing for them to try it's getting them out there and part of a team in a way right um i guess yeah i totally agree the the cool thing about shooting sports is that you don't have to be the most athletic yeah exactly most people that have ever taught a learn to shoot class will tell you that um Girls are usually better shooter than bo- shooters than boys. Um, it, you don't always have to be the biggest or the strongest or anything like that. So, um, yeah, shooting sports are they're awesome. And uh, for kids to be able to focus, um, we get it a lot in archery. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of focus. And when you're shooting a bow and arrow, um, it's all you're thinking about, right? You're not thinking about homework. You're not thinking about anything else other than shooting your bow and that's adults kids anything or you know any age that goes for them as well 
Okay, so these shooting ranges, it's not just, I mean, it could be, it, they're archery too, right? Is that how it... Right, so shooting ranges could be anything from uh, what we call small bore, which is, um, you know, small, like a twenty-two caliber rifle, um, to a shotgun range, to archery range, to long range rifles, to um, anything that you could use to sight in your hunting rifle. Um, 300 yard range so we fund across the board um, enhancements um, typically we uh, partner with a local government like a city or a, or a county government and that's because we know that the county and the city they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. right so as the department of wildlife we um, we go into an, a, a sub-grant agreement with the with the city or the county to whatever it's going to be, whether it's berm work or dirt work to make it safer or really cool stuff or hunter education classrooms where they can teach courses there. So there's a whole range of things that we've done across the state. Nice. And I never realized how knowledgeable you were until now. You've never talked so much. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that is really interesting. And I feel stupid because I didn't really, it's an aspect of our department. I've never really like took notice of i guess you could say like right. i feel so educated just talking to you today about it well we um, we could probably do a better job as a department of um marketing that or or getting it out to the public to let them know that these that this funding is available first of all and that and that's kind of why we're doing the podcast today so we can kind of shine a light on that um but then also the the great work that we've done across the state uh the clark county shooting complex is one of the most state-of-the-art facilities and areas and a bunch of that seed money that started that was actually from the Nevada Department of Wildlife. Okay. And then, so you said Clark County Shooting Complex. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other shooting ranges we've benefited? We've put this? money on almost every county in the state. Um, a really kind of... St- cool one that we did was the um humble county shooting park or shooting complex in winnemucca it's off the grid it's all, runs all off solar oh wow to golf cart batteries so all the lights and everything are all it's all off the grid it doesn't touch any of the city or county stuff and then uh all the water for like cleaning the toilets and the stuff like that comes out of the gutters and it's saved by rainwater using our um, basically our guzzler designer or water be- oh, development design and then it goes in yeah and then it's pumped back up so, so it's all, totally off the grid because it's up on the side of the hill and we worked with them to open that or it was yeah yeah that's a lot of hunter wow. education money put into there we have a hunter education classroom that's all um runs off solar and skylights basically and uh, yeah so we're doing some really cool stuff and and the advancements that we've had in these shooting ranges have been really cool to watch over the last 10 years we've been putting more and more and more money into these locations just to build them up make them safer and make them try and get people to go out and shoot so then are we looking to put more money into more or are we looking for more shooting ranges to work with basically yeah that's a great question so we put money into shooting ranges every year regardless of um kind of how much money we have dictates how much budget we put towards those ranges. So some years as hunter education funding kind of grows, um, we'll put a little bit more money or we'll earmark it for certain 
um, ranges, and that is all through the application process. So a county or a city will submit an application through our shooting range sub-grant application, which they pull off our website, and then we take that, and depending on how many we get, we rank them. So all of our hunter education coordinators are able to rank those, like I said, with hunter education and shooting sports is the top priority, and then the need to the community is kind of the second priority below that. And so depending on how many you get, we could fund 10 ranges, we could fund one range. Um, and that's up to our coordinators to kind of decide for the year. So say someone knows of a shooting range and they think it could use some help. How, how do they reach out to us or how do we, uh, how does this get to us to be part of our yeah, little so there, group that we're choosing yep, from? That's another great question. So the, I'm and, and great question. Yeah. And it happens, <laughs> it happens every year. You know, people will hear about our sub grant process through the grapevine, whatever it is. And, um, so if they have a range that they think needs help or they'd like to help volunteer and kind of spearhead a new range or a, a range that's old and needs help, um, they can reach out to me at uh, 775-688-1555. That's my direct line. Or they can get my um, contact information through the sub-grant application that's on our website under the grants. It's our agency and then the grants tab. And we can work together on the application to kind of decide what they need or what us as a department would like to see in their community, whether that's a classroom. Sometimes um, classrooms are needed in these small communities if they don't have a community center or something like that where they can have a meeting room. Um, Sometimes it's just a kind of a cleanup effort. So that could be like, gravel or a gate to stop people from coming in at night and doing things they're not supposed to be doing in the area or storage or um, archery range or uh, another good one that we like to put priority on, I guess, is um, handicap accessible facilities. So, um, you know, handicap parking or walkways or... So there's a wide variety of ways that shooting ranges could use this money then. Yeah. And it's up... The more creative, the better, mm-hmm. really. Uh, at least for me, I like to see us push forward. Um, the the bread and butter stuff is great. And, uh, you know, the communities only know... They, they have a better idea of what they need and what they want, what, the, what their people are looking for. But... Um, for example, one cool thing we did two two years ago at in Winnemucca was we did a handicap accessible archery lane, which means the handicap accessible parking spot. So you could park a van and they could be totally independent, get out in a wheelchair and go to the archery lane, shoot, and then we did the, the actual ramp all the way down to the target. Oh, cool. So they could then go down and pull their own arrows and be totally independent of any help right so typically in a shooting range it's a bench or some sort of a shooting area and then the targets are across some sort of gravel or dirt or sand to a berm well this eliminated a bunch of that and made a direct path to the target line which i thought was really cool and has been well received so this was a need that community saw for a wheelchair. Yeah, it was an idea. We have a great volunteer in Winnemucca, Kent Arian, and he was like, this is kind of what something I think we should be doing out here or across the state. And it was a great idea. And 
pulled it off. That's really cool. Yeah. See, I'm learning so much today. Yeah. And another thing is, so say you guys choose shooting ranges for the year or whatever it is to fund. Um, could people keep applying? Say maybe at first it doesn't work out for them to get that funding. Right. So <clears throat> typically ranges, you're not going to get it. If you put an application for $2 million, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> the Department of Wildlife just doesn't have that kind of funding. Yeah. But if you broke it down into maybe a 10-year plan and the city or the county could step up with some funding and then we could help, um, I, my suggestion would be to, to submit a smaller application in the beginning, get the ball rolling, we'll create a partnership, and then we can chip away at this project. So it's like you really work with the people to try for and make sure, it work. For sure, yeah. We want to see these um, shooting ranges become safer and become more accessible over time. And we've been putting a, you know, quite a bit of effort into that over the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Um, the projects could get big. You know, there, there are some that we've put money, set money aside for that were, um, you know, six figures or more. It's not that uncommon. And then we've done some that are, you know, they just need a, they just need shade. Mm -hmm. So they put in a $3,000 grant application to just put a shade structure over one part of the range and so i guess when they're filling out their applications they should keep in mind that hunter education is a as a priority but then also the funding um, amount that they're asking for could affect how it kind of ranks right if it's a high priority uh high on hunter education and a low funding amount they would probably get funded um, if it's low on hunter education but a high dollar amount, there's a chance they will miss the miss the opportunity. Okay, if that makes sense. It does, and we'll get into it a little bit more after this break. But we're actually out of time for the first half of the show. We will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we're talking to our very own co-host, Aaron Keller, who's also our outdoor education coordinator. And we're talking about shooting ranges. So, Aaron, could you explain why exactly we wanted to do a podcast on this topic? Because you came running into my office and you were like, oh, let's geez. do shooting ranges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were originally going to do a podcast on legislature, but we're not far enough along in that process to kind of do a podcast on it. So we were brainstorming other ideas and two reasons we want to do a podcast on shooting ranges. One is our application period is open right now and... So it's open till March 8th at 5 p.m. You submit those direct to me, um, and my contact info is all on the application. So we want people to, to know about it around the state. Um, submit applications to us so we can you know, make your shooting range in your community better and safer and all that. Um, but then also we want to get kind of a list. Whether or not we fund those ranges this year, it's good for us to know potential funding uh, 
opportunities or places that we can put money in for the future. Exactly. And that's kind of what I had asked earlier, just because it might not, funding might not go to it right away. doesn't mean you guys can't work together along for them to get funding in the future. Yeah. Or if they can, we can, you know, we can talk to them and say, you know, we didn't get, you didn't fund, get funded this year, but switch, you know, tweak your application a little bit or something and we can get you some money or at the end of our fiscal year, honestly, sometimes we have funding that we can divvy up. That's a little bit lower amounts maybe. Um, or maybe we can just help with certain parts of, of shooting ranges, like a classroom. Um, we can fund like tables and chairs or instructional supplies or smaller amounts that maybe don't fall under the shooting range application criteria i guess air quotes mm-hmm. but uh it's something that we can you we can fund to help a part foster a partnership and then also teach hunter ed classes there so exactly that okay. makes sense yeah no that does and okay. why is it so important that we're giving these shooting ranges money well there's a bunch of different reasons why it's so important but the I guess one of the reasons is we want people to be safe. We don't want them to go into the Nevada desert, albeit that it's not that bad in some spots, but we want them to be responsible. We want them to be safe. There's a couple of different types of, of shooters. Um, some people that know what they're doing and they don't want to be told what to do. Oh, so they, yeah. they don't necessarily want to be restricted to a range or a range master or a range safety officer um, so they want to go to the desert and they want to be on their own time schedule. There's another person that is maybe new to shooting or new to hunting and they want to sight in their rifle. And so they need a spot to go where they're, it's going to, they know it's going to be safe. They know it's going to be clean. Um, there's not going to be anybody really acting irresponsible. And so they want that a place that's a little more regimented, uh, I guess is the best way to explain kind of two different people. Um, there's also s- several ranges around our state that are not staffed. So they're just a uh, shooting range that you can go to at any, you know, operating hour and you can take your hunting rifle or your guns and you can go and just shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also another great thing about Nevada is we have these levels of kind of, um, restrictions i guess or opportunities to go shoot okay and then the more shooting ranges we're funding is it the more opportunities that hunters are getting to use these facilities yeah and it's not just hunters though it's hunters and in the community yeah exactly um you could be a shotgun uh shooter and we're funding this cool project over in ely this year um, where we're adding in another range so they'll be able to offer um, tournaments and oh, competitions cool. and um, shooting sports <laughs> for their high school and their middle school kids. Um, so it's just everybody benefits when these ranges get improved. And as they get improved um, over time, we like we see that the community starts to take a little bit more ownership, new volunteers pop up, new clubs, new groups, Um so it's, yeah, it kind of rallies around this this shooting complex or range, and it's 
positive. It's something the community could take pride in. Right. And then it's funny that I'm the one using the word hunters, calling hunters the people that use these. But I think it's fun to go. I mean, I, I'm not a hunter and right. I would go use one of these. Right. And, go and so we offer classes where you could come to the same ranges <clears throat> and uh, all our classes are all free. So all you have to do is sign up and uh, you can learn how to shoot a shotgun. And we start from the very beginning. Um, we learn, we teach you how to, um, you know, to shoot rifles, muzzleloaders, archery. All these are done at these same ranges. Um, so we want them to be safe. We want you as a new shooter to come in and feel safe and not be like, oh, this place is a dump, you know. Right. But yeah. dumps make great, <laughs> dumps do make great shooting ranges because they're actually. Dumps do make great It's a, uh, it's. <laughs> You laugh, but actually we have several shooting ranges that are built on, um, landfill property Uh, and it's because you're, you're, you know, it's kind of like dead space or places that are already, um, disturbed. mm -hmm. So it makes great shooting ranges. It makes sense. And then you said there's different, different types of shooting. There's a shooting range for everyone. There's a variety of them. Yeah. You can go, you could go uh, to a dump. Yeah. Which that's yeah. what the Winnemucca one is kind of built off to the side of is a landfill and, um, or you can go to Clark County shooting complex, which is state of the art has education facilities and AV in every building and golf carts and the whole deal to get around there. So, yeah. And then we post classes on registered.com. Are these the ones that we're talking about yeah, that, we, so, that are there? Yep. All of our classes are posted on registered.com and those are Hunter educate hunter education basic hunter education classes and then also what we call our advanced hunter education classes so um everything after like your basic hunter education card to to buy your hunting license and then anything after that we call advanced so that's learn to shoot all of our wild game cooking classes uh field dressing all that type. so say i want to come take one of these shooting classes do i need to take hunter education beforehand Nope, you okay, do not. That's what I thought. You do not. <laughs> so yep. it's like, oh no. <laughs> yep. So it's under our hunter education grant, but it's not the basic hunter education. So there's no necessary prerequisites to take a learn to shoot class. Okay, but if they want to find them on Register Ed, they would still go to Advanced Hunter Education, and that's where they're going to find all the different shooting classes. Yep, they're in the same location. Yep. Yeah, and that's Register dash, dash ed dot com and then you select nevada and it's really easy from there you just it it actually shows all of our classes so angler ed wildlife ed any type of class you want to go to right yep. it's on there yep they're all in the same spot so let's get back to shooting ranges specifically if someone's looking for a shooting range near them is there somewhere they could go to look up all the shooting ranges in their area yeah so we have we have that on our website ndow.org um, also another good resource is just your local community, like, um, events calendar, I guess, or, uh, locations. A lot of, like I said earlier is we partner with the city or the county. And so they're going to have those in their facilities, um, directory, I guess. So, you know, if you live in Ely, you can look up white pine county shooting range or the Steptoe Valley trap and skeet club or trap and skeet range which is so those one is a county range and one is a city range so yeah that's kind of the best way to kind of look them up is just to google them i guess okay Um, (laughs) or you can look under our website but yeah most cities or counties uh depending on where they live or where you know where 
the listeners live, their location has some sort of shooting range opportunity for them. Because we're funding them all over the state. We are, and we're constantly looking for more ranges. And this year, we're going to try and do a better job of documenting ranges and shooting opportunities throughout the state, um, whether that's through GIS, um, our mapping software, or um, we might even uh, contract out a consultant to kind of identify the statewide opportunities for shooting ranges and how we could build out a plan over time so yeah we got a lot of stuff coming up for shooting ranges for sure and and as the like a couple years ago in the reno area we had a restriction on shooting firearms just on public lands which was kind of a crazy thing and it was all for fire uh prevention and so then a lot of people got pushed um to our local shooting ranges and so we got to, we saw a lot more traffic, but then we also got a lot more comments on our shooting ranges and how great they looked and how we could do this or tweak that or operating procedures and stuff. So yeah, I mean that was all good in the end. That's constructive what's cool criticism. too. When you get <clears throat> when people are caring enough though to reach out and make their criticism, that means they care and they want to see they want something done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes the the wheels of government move slow for you know, the public, because what we do is we actually plan a year ahead. So right now we're planning for 2020. And then, um, so that's what this grant sub grant application is for 2020. Okay. I so was just we've already ask. funded 2019 and, uh, that ends at the end of June. And then we'll start back up July 1st with the 2020 stuff. Okay. So, so again, the application period is open right now. It's open right now. So you can go on to ndow.org and you can look under, it's basically the our agency and then the grants tab. And then it's called shooting range subgrant application. Oh, and the application's right there and they right just there. download it's it P- from there. Yep. Fillable P- PDF mm-hmm. and all my contact info is on there and they can contact me directly. Okay. Also, if you have bad reviews of this podcast, just call that number. Call <laughs> <Right>. him. <laughs> Don't let me know. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody that's out there, it's a shooter. Hit me up for sure. Awesome. So when does the application period close? It closes Friday, March 8th at 5 p.m., basically when I'm going to clock out that day. Perfect. And uh, yeah, they just submit them straight to me. Sounds good. Well, thank you for being being my co-host. Yeah, stepped up. This yeah, is the, you I, stepped up. Yeah, I talked the most. Uh, this is the podcast I've talked the most on, I think. Well, I learned a lot. So yeah. thank you and thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Right on, guys. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.